Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ooh-wee! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, Episode 210. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the AFC North futures for the upcoming NFL season, and we'll be ap- we'll be t- talking and discussing the English Premier League start uh, and how we think it's going to finish. We'll get into pop culture pick'em, top five artists from the 2010s, head to head, batting average update, and what the fuck headline. Without further ado, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm good. I wanted to wish uh, my lovely, handsome co-host. A redacted birthday. Uh, I hope you have fun on this redacted first, second birthday uh, on or about the next two weeks. So adjacent, adjacent. At I'm I'm doing the legal officer now thing in at or around your place of residence on or about this day. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. No, you're you're not doing bad. No rant. There's there's nothing to rant about. Okay. It's, this this might be uh, so. You know, if if I could make uh, a late show addendum that just really popped into my head right now, uh, I have run the uh, wins above replacement from the trade deadline through our MLB model, and I can tell you with absolute uncertainty. Who's going to make the playoffs? <laughs> All right. Let's break out that uncertainty and give us the list, starting with the AL. All right. So in the AL, we're looking at uh, a lot of teams in here that uh, are either going to do really, really well or really bad. So I'll give you an example. The Baltimore Orioles. If the Baltimore Orioles continue their, their string of luck, their six wins – uh, they have six wins from luck in the first half. That would give them 12 extra wins. And if they continue on that pace, uh, they didn't do too bad at the deadline. You know, they had minus one run, but that's or minus one win, but that's near here or there. If they continue on pace with that luck, they will have 103 wins. Holy now, if you reverse crap. that and you just take their wins, their 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 projected first half wins without the luck. They will only have 85 wins, right? So we call that a big variance, right? There's about a, you know, there's an 18 point variance between their low total and their high total, right? So I'll run through teams with the highest variance that we have in our model first. So I don't want to just come out and give outright predictions, okay? All right. Teams with the highest variance. So there's uh, five teams above 18 points of variance. Okay. In the AL or total? A total. I already named one. You'll be familiar with one of them, Jermaine. 
Uh, so is so variance can be positive and or negative. Variance can be positive or negative. I'll give you another example. I just gave Cubs, you an example of Madre. positive. Yep, positive variance. The Cubs are actually unlucky. They're six wins below where they should be because of luck. Okay, so if the Cubs reverse that, we could be looking at an 88-win Cub team at the end of the year. If they don't and they continue to have the same spell of luck, we're looking at a 70-win team. You just named the team with the highest variance uh, in the first half of the season. 21 points, the San Diego Padres. They were seven wins below uh, their win total because of luck. Basically, if they continue on their current path, they'll have 71 wins. If they turn it around and their luck changes, they'll have at most 92 wins. I should I say at most. Put in the model, right? 92 yeah, wins. So, so, so the Padres fluctuate between 72 and 92, right? Okay. Uh, the other teams uh, above 18%, Miami. Angels. Oh. Miami. The Angels actually have – the, the model does not think that they perform. They have not been unlucky. They made some uh, moves at the deadline that benefited them well, um, but they only have three per- three points of variance. Uh, Miami is one of them, right? Miami can finish anywhere from 500 to have 99 wins. <laughs> Get the my, Miami has been very, very lucky. Also, the Brewers have been very, very lucky. Six wins uh, because of luck this year. Uh, the Brewers can finish anywhere from 79 wins to 97 wins. Yes, that's good <laughs> news for the Cubs. A couple of teams that have no variance because they've had, they have uh, neither been lucky nor unlucky this season. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are going to finish anywhere from 110 to 113 wins, according to our model. Uh, the Boston Red Sox will finish anywhere from 87 to 90 wins and still probably finish in fourth place, if not fifth place uh, in the East. Uh, the Chicago White Sox will have no more than 61 wins. Uh, the Cleveland Indians will have no more than 77 wins. But if Minnesota does not play, continues to play poorly or uh, continues to play unluckily, I should say, they have a chance to win the division with 77 wins, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, Under 500 is crazy. Uh, some some highlights from this, if they continue their first half performance, um, if they continue the first half performance, Baltimore will have 103 wins, which would be just incredible. Uh, Philly would have 92 the Tampa Bay Rays would have 102 wins uh, and not get into the playoffs. Or, sorry, and not be and not win the East because of Baltimore's 103. Uh, Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays can win as much as 114 games. We could see an AL, we could see an AL East that does not have a team that finishes below 500. And we could not see an AL, we could see an AL, AL Central that has no team finish above 500. All right, so what's the playoff seeding? Uh, right now, if you what what do you want? Do you want the uh, no variance or the what's I want what the model's predicting? The well, the model is predicting both of them because I made the model predict both of them. Well, sans variance, sans variance. So if they continue to be, if they continue on their same path of luck 
that they have continued on? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or which one did you want to give us? You want to give us the one with the variants? Oh, I just wanted to give you information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, give me the bets. I want to know which teams I need to bet to make the playoffs. Uh, so Toronto is probably going to make the playoffs. Right? All that's right, probably, so- that's, that's probably a good bet to make as my, down, as my download function continues to take 4,000 uh, hours. It's going to take a lot for the cut. It's going to take... Uh, both the the Brewers and the uh, Reds struggling for the Cubs to make the playoffs. A lot of has a lot of, lot has to happen. Same with the Padres. Uh, I do believe the Arizona Diamondbacks will win at least eighty six games. Uh, will that be enough? I I don't know. Uh, so right now, with with no variance, Baltimore leads the AL. They have 103 wins. All right, Texas would be next as the AL West winner by one game over the Houston Astros. One game over the Houston Astros. Okay. Wow. Minnesota wins the Central right now with 77 wins. Get the fuck out of here. Tampa Bay is the first uh, all-star, or sorry, first wild card seed with 102 wins. Houston is the uh, second wild card seed with 92 wins. I, I remember the model is kind of a it predicts them both to win 92 games, but Texas wins the division. And Toronto is the final wild card with 92 wins. Going in order. Boston would be next. They would be four games behind. Boston and New York would both be four games behind. The Mariners would be uh, at 500. And sadly, the Angels would, would be... Uh, or sorry, the the Angels would be at 500. Seattle would be one game above. In the NL, the Atlanta Braves win 116 games, win the East and finish in first. Miami, shockingly enough, is the first wild card. Uh, Arizona ends up winning 98 games and wins the West. Wins wins the West? Wins the West. So, Nick, can I just interjump in real quick? Uh So, he just gave you two teams. Arizona, based off what he said, to make the playoffs right now is plus 440. Right, because they are struggling massively. They're playing terribly. Miami was plus 430. They're playing terribly. Miami Miami Go. I was just going to say Miami's playing real well right now. Miami's so. Miami's playing very good. Uh, plus plus 430 sounds nice to me. Mil, so Milwaukee wins the Central with 97 wins. Love to see that. Uh, Philly is the, uh, what, the second wild card with 92 wins. And here's where it gets interesting. Technically... Our model put the Cincinnati Reds with 91 wins as the final wild card. Mm. Now, was something missing out of that equation that you guys didn't hear? I'll read the teams off again. The Dodgers. Braves. Exactly. Now, the problem with the model is that if you expand it out to decimal places, the Cincinnati Reds technically had 90.8 wins and the Dodgers had 90.6 wins. So what I said, just to make things interesting, is Reds and Dodgers get to play each other in a one-game tiebreaker. 
<laughs> a game 163 if you will oh so we probably should have factored in the variance with the war from the trade deadline because the dodgers are current division winners and are getting healthy and playing better and freddie freeman looks like an mvp candidate uh so so both of those both the numbers i gave you the the without with with the with luck from their first half and then with luck removed from the first half, both of those include trade deadline numbers. Winners at the trade deadline uh, going through, obviously Texas, right? Texas uh, added five wins with the players that they added. Um, uh, adding, scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, I'm not going to see it. Uh, they added... Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Max Serger, Aroldis Chapman uh, to the list. I mean, I- incredible uh, a, a play from from um, Texas. the the Roy the Reds. Excuse me. The Rays also made also had a pretty good um, trade deadline. They added four wins. Uh, Milwaukee added three wins. A uh, bunch of teams at two, and then you got to look at the sellers. So the White Sox were sellers, the Rockies were sellers, uh, the Mets were sellers, and the Giants and the Cardinals were sellers, uh, all losing over five wins. Funny enough, the Cleveland Guardians were sellers. They lost seven wins and could still win the Central uh, if Minnesota continues to struggle. Yeah, Cleveland's not playing well right now either, though, because no. of the because of the departures. Right. The Cubs didn't add any wins at the deadline. Uh, the Cubs added no wins at the deadline. No, they added, um, let's see here. Well, that seems infactual because we we're on a hot streak right now. <laughs> well, I mean, so, so the Cubs, so, so this does, this also does factor in, uh, so I guess this isn't just trade deadline. This factors in, uh, adjusted predictions from the beginning of the year. So free agents that they've signed injuries that they've had, uh, hmm. what war we thought they were going to have at the beginning of the year. Uh, basically that at the halfway point, we've taken the difference of those Cubs players have, that they've acquired have not been playing as well as we thought they would, but the Cubs are offset by Jaimeer Candelario, who has almost four wins above replacement uh, that they got from the, from the nationals, who is a stud. Uh, there is a chance that the Cubs make the playoffs. I mean, there always is. What, what's the line? I think Jermaine and I were talking earlier, the line on the Cubs, uh, making the or winning the World Series is plus sixty five hundred right now, and he told me to bet it. And I'm not I'm not in the in the habit of betting against Jermaine since his uh, bold Lakers prediction in the middle of December. Uh, Eric just said the Cubs are plus three forty to make the playoffs. Now that is a good bet as well. The Cubs, uh, I love how they're playing right now. Uh, also, Texas Rangers is my AL pick to win the World Series. They're it's going to 360. It's it's going to come down to them and the defending champs cuz the Houston Astros are adding Verlander to that Astros squad that got healthy. That division race I mean, that's going to be a blast to watch. It's going to be uh, fun. I mean, this this Texas team is finally becoming the Texas team that we the the Rangers are who we thought they were. Yeah, now now talk to us about your Chicago White Sox pick. Uh, ain't looking good, Jermaine. <laughs> and now to Nick with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
noted White Sox fan, no, noted hardcore White Sox fan, and, and one of my best friends, Matt Cronin, uh, shout out, has – I mean, like he he is he is a, he is even an, a more avid watcher of, ba- of of White Sox baseball than I am of Rockies baseball, and he has given up. Oh. He's given up on the White Sox. Oh, I mean, Tim Anderson just got knocked out in a fight. He said he didn't really care. He said, "I, I don't really care." They lost him. He's gone. He's adrift. He's, you lost. You lost hardcore fans. Yeah, I. He's, I, he's Leo in the Atlantic. Uh, and, and my most interesting takeaway from this model is no matter what happens to the Colorado Rockies, they will lose over 100 games. <laughs> Don't need a model to tell us that. All right, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Excited for this show. Let's uh, keep it rolling. All right, let's go into the batting average update then. Yeah, so uh, just checked it right now. He is now – I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I got butchered from trying to say it last time. But uh, he is now batting 374. Down. You speak Spanish. Down. <laughs> down seven from last week. You could say in Spanish, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And you still can't pronounce the man's name. I don't know what it is. It's like my mouth gets like <laughs> twisted up when I try to say it. It pisses me off. It's one of those words that happens with aluminum with people. Can you say yeah. aluminum? Aluminum, yeah. Aluminium. <laughs> It was always cinnamon that got me. You just said it. You just yeah. When I was younger, you. I, I worked it out. I worked it out. When oh, I was younger, it would, I, it would always get me. Uh, that's how. You, that's how you get in that pedisi. Anyway, so we're gonna jump into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Want to do pop culture pick them first or head to? He head? just started sounding okay. that bitch out. That's how he got over it. <laughs> let, me, let, let me ask Say you. This. Nah, man. So cinnamon's a word you can't say. Do you guys have words you can't spell? Like no matter what, like you go to spell it, you have to like scratch it out the first time. Yep, Renig. Jermaine, Jermaine sticks two G's in the end of that bitch. Racist. Eric? I always fuck up requirement and compliance. Easy words to spell, but I always fuck them up. I cannot, and for my job, I am required to spell this word a lot more than you think. I cannot spell scenario right the first time. (laughs) Dude, I had to stop and think for a second. Dude, I can't. I always go S-C-E-A, no. <laughs> Always. Oh, I don't know. It's just in my brain now. S C E A. No, scratch. S C E N. Uh, Typing, my, writing, it doesn't matter. Mine is uh right now. My current word is practitioner. That's a that's a fucking that's a long ass word. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, then I'm not participating. Then. <laughs> I that for, for the longest time until I learned to sound it out like an idiot. I couldn't spell my own rank, which was lieutenant. I I still have to go lie, you ten ant. Do you guys like actually like with words like that? Like, with colonel, do you when you're spelling it out? Do you put? Do you say colonel? Like in my head, I just say colonel when I'm writing it out. I don't know why. I know it's colonel, but just the way it's spelled, I'm like colonel. Don't know why I do that shit. No, that's all you. Uh, I do so. that with I do that with chocolate. Like I I do Wednesday. I don't know why it just I helps me to remember. I do that with with that as well, but that's because I think I was talking about it. For some reason, with chocolate, I always want to put C H O C A. Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah. What do you like? I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> All right, pull up that headline, Eric. Let's 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 reveal. Oh, shit. Hold on, wait. Is this the one we're going with? We're not going with that crazy one that Nevada sent us that would get us canceled. Um, the one that he sent today. No, no, that one's crazy too. No, the one about. <laughs> I think I think we ruled that one out because it's not headline of the week. That's, that's the only reason I didn't pick it. But if you guys want to get into it on the podcast, we can. I just got to go find it right quick. The one about drowning. No, nah, no, nah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about it off the line. Maybe maybe I'm outvoted. We'll pull up this one though. This was equally as crazy. You know, soccer season's upon us when we're starting to get soccer season's afoot when you're starting to see crazy headlines. I see that pun you just pulled there. You like that? Eric, I can only pontificate for so long, dude. Okay. <laughs> all, all right, Kirk Cousins. Why are you asking if I like that? You like that. All right, there you go. Oh, my God, dude. A little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the headline this week reads, as you know, soccer headlines are the craziest. Champions League qualifier postponed after fan death in Greece. I, lo- I love how the first line of the article is a 29-year-old soccer fan was killed in fierce overnight clashes. <laughs> like this is a bad like this is a war. They're going to war. Dude, in the Greek capital, dog. Right. <laughs> Six a- eighty-eight arrests. AEK Athens. All right, so if no one's gonna go into it. So the t- he was killed at the Greek capital. For a Champions League qualifying game between AEK Athens and Croatia's Dynamin, Dy- Dynamin, Dynamo Zagreb, Dynamin Cinnamon, and then uh, that's probably why I said Dynamin. Right. And then uh, so eight fans were injured in the extensive clashes. Uh, they said they made eighty-eight rests, mostly Croatian supporters. <laughs> hold on, hold on. An amateur video of the incident showed chaotic scenes with fans hurling flares. And petrol bombs. I, I think you should list the gas bombs first. I think flares should be after wooden bats as well. Right. <laughs> like, right. Dog, people are out there with weapons. Uh, so, do, so does anyone know? Is anyone up on the geopolitics of Croatia and Greece? Uh-uh. Do okay, those con- do those countries hate each other right now? Is that like what's going on here? I think they like each other. Croatia and Greece, this is how you like each other? I get. I mean, I just think these are soccer hooligans. This was a murderous attack against ordinary people. I mean, this just gets crazy and crazy. Seven Greek officers were suspended. Fucking. Yeah, those Greek officers were AKE uh, or AEK Athens fans. Obviously, yeah. Had to be. Damn. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb is where are they from? Oh, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, they pretty much just told me that. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Croatian media reports that some 200 fans. Oh, wait, hold on. So scroll up a little bit, Eric. So UEFA and Greek authorities had anticipated problems in the Greek's capital city with back-to-back nights of Champions League qualifying games involving visiting fans with a reputation for disorder. As a result, UEFA had requested that no tickets be sold to visiting fans for both the AEK Dynamo. I almost said Dynamo. Uh, the on Tuesday and the oh god, I won't be able to pronounce that Greek word. Uh, Marseille match on on Wednesday. 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Uh, Corrosion Media reports that some 200 fans still traveled to Athens, likely as ordinary tourists, despite the soccer ban. Panathinaikos? Panathinaikos, is that it? I don't know. I'm taking a shot in the dark here, bro. Panathinaikos? Uh, uh, Zagreb have a far-right fan group, which calls itself the Bad Blue Boys. <laughs> Get the fuck out of it. What a gay name. That's a real gay name. <laughs> That's so lame, dude. <laughs> like, oh, losers. All right, that's that's enough of – dude, RIP that fan. You imagine just – I just – it's just so crazy to me that we always see these – you go to a soccer game and and these fans just die. Uh, just real quick because Nick sent it and we said we would uh, talk about it right quickly. Um, this right here is probably one of the wildest things that I've ever read in my life. Oh, no, Jermaine sent that. Oh, Jermaine sent that. This is probably one of the wild. Like, I did not. To me, that this seems so far-fetched of a concept that, that you could survive this. It's wild to me. But, okay, so here's here's the, like, so for those of you not on YouTube, this is the highest falls that people have survived without a parachute. Okay? <laughs> it starts from, like, James, James Booley, a British man in 2009, uh, fell from a height of 6,000 feet and survives. And then it goes up 10,000 feet, 11,000 feet, 16,000 feet, 18,000 feet, 22,000 feet, 23,000 feet. That's insane. 23,000 feet is insane. Then <laughs> that's number two. The highest fall that someone has survived in 1972, I believe that's Croatia, right? Or is that Yugoslavia? Uh, Yugoslavia. Okay, so that's Yugoslavia. Vesna Volovic. Vesna Volovic. How can I pronounce that and not pronounce the Greek name? Uh, In 1972, survived a fall of 33,330 feet. What I love here (laughs) is that there's no estimating. It's to the T. They just, they're like the exact. The ones before 23, 22, 18, 16, 11, 10, 6, they're all estimates, not this one. Jermaine, you have a story about this one, don't you? Not the not the number one one, although maybe we'll put a note in it and we'll talk about it on episode 211. So if you'll take that note down for us, Eric. But no, I actually have for the, uh, the Julianne Kopke in 1971, the German, the German chick. This chick right here. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, she was flying over the Peruvian rainforest with her mother when she got when she got sucked out of the airplane after it was struck by a bolt of lightning. You know how one does. You know how airplanes do. (laughs) She fell two miles to the ground, strapped to her seat. I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. Then uh, so she lands. Uh, first in- instincts were to try and find her mother, but she was nowhere to be found. After eating some sweets at the cra- crash site, uh, she waded downstream and followed the river. After 10 days, she found a moored boat, poured the gas from the boat's fuel tank onto her wounds, which were infested with maggots. She then spent the night in a makeshift shelter. And the next day, she was discovered by loggers and was soon reunited with her father. I think and this she, is bonkers how the tweet just is just like, yeah, she had 10 days, wind down a river, pours gasoline on her wounds, 
whatever. <laughs> just real, just real calm about it. Yeah. <laughs> survives the fall of two miles. Survives, you know, no parachute. Survives in the rain in the Peruvian rainforest. So you know, ten days, pours gasoline on her wounds, infested with maggots. Ah, uh, facts. Yawn. I'm I'm not particularly good at math, but this Vesna dude. Did he fall like over six miles? I don't think Vesna's a dude. Or whoever this person was, did they <laughs> fall? Like, that's got to be over six miles, right? Six point something miles. Uh, so two miles. If is it triple what Julian fell? I'm not looking at the photo right now. Uh, it's yeah, it's triple. Six point three, six point yes. three one miles. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Czechoslovakia, apparently. Oh, you no, imagine. You imagine falling six miles. The, the crazy one is Bear Grylls is on that in 1996, right? Uh, yeah. So you see that he fell the 16,000 feet. Yeah. He he climbed Mount Everest two years later. Damn. God damn. <laughs> so my man's just like unfazed. I'm just trying to be as reckless as possible. All right, Eric, if you'll share our doc with us, and we'll go over the head-to-head and push into Pop Culture Pick'em. All right. Had it already. They got confused. Here we go. Can you gentlemen see that? Yeah. See. All right. So uh, last week was week 30. Uh, pretty bad week for most of us. Uh, Jermaine with 0-3, bringing him to uh, 33-51 on the season, uh, down 15.5 units. Uh, Nick went 1-2, and two, uh, bringing him to 32-50-2 on the season, down point, uh, 0.9 units. Uh, I went 0-3, bringing me to 33-51 uh, on the season, down 6.6 units. And Nevada went 1-2, and two, putting him at 30-48-1 down 3.3 units for the week or for the season you like my wmba bet (laughs) do you like your wmba bet i don't like any of my bets (laughs) who am i kidding bro i need to auto fade myself and uh today's topic for pop culture pick'em's top five artists from the 2010s the order is nick myself eric i'm gonna allow nick to go first uh all right artists of the 2010s my one one pick is going to be J. Cole. Solid choice. I'll take Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Leaving Eric with no one. Adele. So <laughs> I was I was Adele, I was Adele's I knew I wasn't gonna get both of my one and two picks, so I've accepted I wasn't gonna get Kendrick, but I'll take Mac Miller. Cheesy Mac with the easy rap or easy Mac with the cheesy raps. I'm gonna fuck that up. And then I'm gonna you go did with fuck it up. You uh, did fuck it up. Not Tame and Paul. Tame and Paula, that's a solid choice. I'll take Jungle. Oops. Uh, I'll go back to back here with Run the Jewels and Nicki Minaj. Nicki Menjaj. What was that little snicker for, Eric? Nicki Menjaj slaps, and you know it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Jermaine. She's the best female rapper ever. Go ahead, Jermaine, before this I'll take piece, that's it off. <laughs> I'll take Earth Gang. Ever, uh, though? Ever. There's a lady named Lauren Hill that can't happen. Ever. 
Uh, yeah, actually, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not knocking Nicki Minaj, but like, yo, you had back to back pits. That's your fault. You let, you let him slip. No, I got my two that I, I got my one and two. Like, that's fine. It can't be a little sad that one of my guys got taken. No. Nope. All right, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Duckworth, and I'm gonna go with Tommy Newport. I'll take channel tress. Oh, nice. Uh, I'll finish it out with Chris Stapleton and Zach Brown band. Got to give the white boy some love. <laughs> and I'll finish with, uh, Hmm. Yeah. I'll finish with imagine dragons. <sighs> I, I do. They had like one of the best live performances I'd seen, and the the lead singer was sick. And I was just ever since then, I've just been a huge Imagine Dragons guy. Uh, last pick, I'll go with. Man, I didn't think a lot of these guys were still going to be here. Uh, I'll just go with uh, JID. Oh yeah, you can have him. Uh, yeah, humble brag, I guess from Eric. Uh, any uh, any honorable mentions? Eric seems to have a time. Yeah, I Eric, 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 read him off. Please. <laughs> Katranata, Flume, FKJ, Sir, Dom Kennedy, Travis Scott, Greta Van Vliet, Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator. I mean, I, there's a whole bunch more. I'm just going to stop there. Oh, I should have taken Frank Ocean. I slipped on that one. Greta Van Vliet, isn't she the one that talks about global warming? <laughs> Also, it took okay. it took Eric so long to get that oh, joke. Dude, that, that, one, that one processed for a while. Oh, my guy uh, was sitting there like, what the hell are you talking about? I was about also, to be like, no, you moron. And then I realized where he was going with it. And I was like, oh, okay. Also, I, I do have to say that I agree with Jermaine on last week's episode. Eric, you know way too many Baskin-Robbins flavors. <laughs> I thought it was just ice cream flavors in general. Jermaine just did good naming ice cream flavors. You were like the oopsie doopsie, upsie downy, fudgy wudgy from from May 2016, dog. That was the jam. He had release timelines, dog. The skillet cookie crumble, dude. That shit's fire. Have you never had it? The Jamocha almond fudge, the Oreo and cold brew, the Snickerdoodle chai. Eric, these are very specific, almost daily Baskin Robbins flavors. I think they released those for a week at a time. Bro, I lived right down the street from one. I was there all the time. <laughs> I was so shook, dude. That's I thought incredible. I was I thought I was the only person who didn't know Baskin Robbins flavors like that, dog. Bro, I, I was the, so shook. From the first one, I'm listening in the car, driving, driving down I-95. He says, Snickerdoodle Chai. I said, the fuck? <laughs> I said, that's a tea, Eric. <laughs> Ain't no goddamn ice cream flavor. A vanilla, <laughs> chocolate, strawberry, mint chocolate chip, cookies and cream. Those Bro, are ice cream flavors. That was the first BCP lost because I was out of my depth. I didn't know no, what kind dude, of that's, animal. That's what Eric set it up. He set you up in a dark room with a baseball bat just Bro. to walk into it. He had night vision goggles. Bro. <laughs> a fucking ice cream cone baseball bat or a waffle cone baseball bat. Baseball bat. 
Dude, I was shook. Like as it was happening, I was like, "There's no way you know this many flavors, dude." Eric, Eric had the upside down pineapple cake fudge cookie fudge blizzard. Bro, I just love ice cream, man. I got a sweet tooth. I don't know what to say. No, it's not loving ice cream. It's loving specific autistic Baskin Robbins <laughs> flavors. That's what it is. Uh, I don't even have a retort to that, bro. <laughs> Is that another flavor? <laughs> Was that like May 2018? The retort? That, that no, it's Eric's last retort. Ooh. Yo. That's a Basket, fire. Hey, Baskin Robbins, if you're listening, dude, we got a guy here that needs some free ice cream. Hey, dog, did we just come up with a – Eric, all right, what would your what would your flavor be if, if yeah. you could make your own Baskin Robbins ice cream? Yeah, your name is already there, so you don't get to choose the name. I would say it would have to have like a coffee based flavor to it. And then, because that's my favorite ice cream. And then, uh, I don't know. Do you I drink mean, coffee? Do I drink coffee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but coffee flavored ice cream is my favorite shit. So I don't know. Some, you know, some coffee flavored ice cream with like some cinnamon and some raspberry swirl or something. I don't know. That sounds fire, bro. That actually does sound kind of good. <laughs> Cinnamon raspberry swirl and coffee ice cream. Yeah, you yeah. might be onto something, dude. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Write this down. Why are you not writing this down? Send it into Baskin Robbins. Say, hey, huge fan. Listen to this podcast episode where I go uh, where I go autistic on your ice cream flavors. I remember everyone. That my guy was a savant. Dude. It was like sitting him down in front of a of a piano and he, he just said, plays plays the hardest piece ever made. <laughs> Eric had minority report for Baskin Robbins flavors. He's a 2015 Snickerdoodle guy. Just absolute deep pulls of like Baskin Robbins flavors. Yep. This guy. Can we investigate Man. Eric's phone? Does he have like a like an untapped for like Baskin Robbins ice cream flavors? He's like, he's like that. He's like that. Have you seen that YouTube video where the guy's the ice cream tester? And he takes that. He's like, and he's like tasting the ice cream. I'll send it to you. It's pretty Did, funny. That's what Eric is with. Eric would love to be a professional oh. ice cream tester, bro. bro Eric, Eric takes his intravenously, though, dude. Just, the whole reason I started, like, I never went to Bass and Robbins until Thomas started working there. And then, you know, when your homie works somewhere, there you, get it the, is. you get the you Blame get the inside. somebody else. No, I'm not blaming him. My addiction, like, definitely grew when I lived in Scottsdale and I lived a skip and a hop away from a fucking Bass and Robbins, dude. It was bad. It was all bad. How and then DoorDash trips, existed. How many, how many trips to Baskin Robbins did it take to, for you to lose that skip and hop? <laughs> became a trot and a roll. It just became <laughs> a fucking slouch. A jaunt. Then the pandemic happened and it was just DoorDash. You were DoorDash and Baskin Robbins on the <laughs> rag, dog? Get a pint of whatever you want, dog. <laughs> From a block away. Seven ninety nine, dog, for a pint. With a three ninety nine delivery fee, two dollar tip. Yeah, I can't not get it. I've ordered, some, I've ordered some off the wall shit coming back home drunk. I'm like, I want ice cream. There's like one ice cream shop open in DC. It's like twenty five bucks for like a little like medium. I'm like, dude, yes, <laughs> worth it. Yes. I sometimes I don't eat it. It just sits down like it did at the wedding in Colorado, Jermaine. It just sits downstairs because I pass out. Oh, dude. That that elevation that was, that, ele- that was all to, that was an all time loss of food. Elevation DoorDash is a dangerous game. I recommend nobody play it. Nick and I would place orders and fall asleep. 
for like $80 worth of food. And uh, one night we found it. The next day in the morning, we ate it. And the next time, it was we called it a loss. And it was fat cell burger or something crazy like that. Let's get into the AFC North features, though. Uh, Nick wasn't with us last week. We took took down the NFC North futures. I had some audacious claims on that, but Nick doesn't give his get to say his piece, doesn't get to say nothing about it. We're moving on. It's time for the AFC North, which is arguably the hardest division of football this year. Um, last year, the order was Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, so the, First, we have uh, 12 and 4, the Cincinnati Bengals. Go ahead and give us their odds, Eric. Uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, so to uh, win the Super Bowl is plus 1,100. To win their division is plus 150. Uh, to make the playoffs is minus 285. To not make the playoffs is plus 240. And their over under is 11 and a half games. All right. So, some of the departures that the Cincinnati Bengals suffered was QB Brandon Allen. Running back Samaj P. Ran, tight end Hayden Hurst, cornerbacks Eli Apple, Trey Flowers, safeties Jesse Bates, and Von Bell. So their uh, Pro Bowl safeties departed, and long, long snapper Cal Adomitis. Uh, they added QB Trevor Simeon, wide receiver Trent Taylor, tight end Drew Sample, and Irv Smith. They added Orlando Brown, tackle from uh, Kansas City. They signed Cody Ford from. Buffalo or Cleveland? And then they signed guard Max Sharping, linebackers Terrell Basham and Jermaine Pratt, cornerback Sidney Jones, and safety Nick Scott. With their draft picks in the first round, they took Miles Murphy Edge out of Clemson. They took DJ Turner, Turner cornerback out of Michigan in the second. Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama in the third. Charlie Jones, wide receiver in the fourth out of Purdue. In the fifth, Chase Brown, uh, running back Illinois. Andre Iosovius, uh, wide receiver, Princeton, round six, and uh, Brad Robbins, puncher, Michigan, and DJ Ivory, cornerback, Miami, Florida. Yeah, they lost. Their, their secondary is kind of questionable, huh? Well, a little bit. Nick, you, Nick, you have the schedule pulled up? I do, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, they open the year at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, then they have two home games, Baltimore and the Rams, two road games, the Titans and the Cardinals. Uh Week six, they play Seattle at home before heading to a week seven bye week. They open the uh, week after the bye week, week eight, against the 49ers in San Francisco. Two home games, Buffalo and the Texans at Baltimore, at home against the Stillers at Jacksonville. Two home games, Colts and Vikings. Two road games, Stillers and Chiefs. And then week 18, uh, they play Cleveland at home to end it. Uh, they do not have any crazy games, London or Germany or Mexico City games. Bro, that's – I think, look, uh, just if you hear me say it throughout the podcast, it's going to be accurate. What an absolute crazy schedule. Yeah, com coming out of your bye week and having to face the Niners and Buffalo – and their bye week is early. It's like seven. Week, yeah, seven. week seven. Week seven, and then ending the year, <laughs> ending the year against Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Cleveland. Also, Bro, Lamar Jackson twice, Deshaun Watson twice, Trevor Lawrence once, Kirk Cousins, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. 
Also, how long is Joe Burrow going to be out with this calf injury? And should be ready by week uh, week one. Should be. Yeah, they're not. There's like almost no danger he doesn't start the week the season. Okay, what's the impact to him? I wonder. Uh, we're not going to know. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we won't know. I will say this: uh, a lot of us forget because there's such an aggressive news cycle. But um, you know, Joe Burrow was hurt last preseason. Yeah. So, you know, came out still bald. Was was you know relatively fine. I will say this schedule is pretty much a monster. The line is at eleven and a half. So I'll let you go first here, Nick. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Um, 11 and a half. We talked about it. Brutal schedule. Um, yeah, brutal, brutal schedule. Their, their secondary didn't get better. Uh, I just, I, I don't think there's, a, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I think they still win this division, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they win it with 12 games, though. I don't think they win 12 games. I see 11 and six. So just, you know, that's like best case scenario in my head. I mean, obviously, the best case scenario, maybe they go 13 and four. But in my head, a best case scenario is 11 and six. Um, you know, just because it's you got the early buy, you have uh, Anthony Richardson late. So the, the rookie could be coming on. We don't know if if Kenny Pickett just is an average quarterback. The Steelers are going to be that much better. And Mike Tomlin doesn't have a losing season. Right. As we'll get into later, yeah. yeah as we'll, we'll allude to later. So I'll take the under on the Bengals. I have them, yes, to make the playoffs. I don't have them winning the division. No. I do not. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. <gasps> Whoa. The very next team uh, that finished second last year was the 10-7 Baltimore Ravens. And Eric, give us the odds, poor favor. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl odds, plus 2,000 uh, to win the division, plus 220. To make the playoffs, minus 165. To not make the playoffs, plus 140. And their over-under line has been set at 9.5. All right, so the Ravens had departures of running back Kenyon Drake, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins, tight ends Josh Oliver, tackles Juwan James, guards Ben Powers, edges Justin Houston, Stephen Means, and Jason Pierre-Paul. They lost edge Calais Campbell. They lost cornerbacks Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters, and they lost safety Chuck Clark, who they traded to the Jets, and he actually got hurt. Uh, Yeah, that's all the departures. As far as the uh, additions, obviously they had that saga with Lamar Jackson, who has a five-year, $260 million extension now, $135 million fully guaranteed uh, at signing, and $185 million total guarantees, uh, as well as a no-trade clause, which is always an interesting kicker to see. Uh, you don't, you're not always in the business of trading a, of a, a star quarterback, though, so. Running back Justice Hill, wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr. and Nelson Aguilar, cornerbacks Trayvon Mullen and Rock Yassin, and then safety Geno Stone were all added. And as the Ravens do, they continue to cross the draft, which is unbelievable. I, I don't know how many years in a row this is. I don't remember the last Ravens draft I've disliked. Uh, they added Zay Flowers, wide receiver in the first round. In round three, they added uh, Trent Simpson, linebacker out of Clemson. In round four, Tavius Robinson, edge out of Ole Miss. In round five, Q Blue Kelly, cornerback out of Stanford. Stanford. Uh, they added Malassie Omovoye Luau, offensive tackle out of Oregon. 
And they added Andrew Voorhees guard out of USC. Jesus, I got to read these names before I come on air. <laughs> so Baltimore, looking at their schedule, I think Jermaine hit it, right? In, in, in this division where you look at the, the win totals and every single team, well, sorry, basically every team is hovering around 500, right? You look at Cincinnati, they're at 11 and a half. Baltimore, Cleveland are at nine and a half. Pittsburgh is at eight and a half. You're going to have a brutal schedule. Just six games in there, right? Mm -hmm. So they're also playing absolutely brutal teams uh, in this division. They open at, or they open uh, with Houston at home. Then they play at the Bengals, uh, home against the Colts, uh, at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh, uh, a home, not home game in England in Tottenham against the Titans, uh, uh, home against Detroit uh, at Arizona, then three straight home games, Seattle, Cleveland, and Cincinnati at the Chargers week 12, a week 13 bye week. They open up week 14 uh, with Rams at home, two road games, Jacksonville and San Francisco, and they end the year Miami and Pittsburgh at home. Wow. I actually, you know, they – I would much rather face Tua and Herbert than Mahomes and Allen. <laughs> so off the rip, that, that was my first observation coming out of that. I think they got a, a nice, you know, kind of schedule to to ease into from from my kind of point of view. Yeah, they have three divisional games, but you have Colts, Texans, you know, Titans and Lions. Uh, so they could very easily be a 500 team as soon as you go through the season. I actually have the Ravens over nine and a half. I have the Ravens to make the playoffs and I have the Ravens to win the division. Yeah, I, I think you hit it all. I'm it's except for the win division bet. I'm still going to go Cincinnati, but Ravens over Ravens to make the playoffs. Uh, I will also say, you know, maybe this isn't talked about enough, but it's hard to play in somebody else's house. It's even harder to play in that somebody else's house when they're a divisional opponent and they play all three of their division opponents away within the first five weeks. That's when you want to play them because they ain't humming on all cylinders. Right. Yep. And then uh, you, you, you end the year. I mean, I think Jermaine hit it perfectly. You end the year, the Rams at home, the Dolphins at home and Pittsburgh at home. I mean, it's, it's, it's not as tough of a schedule as the Bengals play. That's for sure. Yeah, they they're benefiting from the second place schedule. One thing I will say here is they were ten and seven and neck and neck with Baltimore last year in the games that they played, and you know Lamar Jackson missed how much of the season he was on your fantasy team. I'm sure you know how many games he missed last year. Uh yeah, I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> All right, so so he missed at least half the season. Uh, Rashad Bateman missed. They've added depth to their wide receiver core. They're they're healthier. They've on defense as well. Like Roquan Smith's going to be there for a full year. Um, yeah, I really like Baltimore this year to win this division, and it'll be close. It's going to be close for sure. All right, so we'll move on. The next team that we have on the list is the fourth place Cleveland Browns. They finished seventh and ten, seven and ten last year. Give us the odds for them, Eric. Uh, Super Bowl odds for Cleveland plus four thousand to win the division plus four twenty five, uh, to make the playoffs plus one twenty to not make the playoffs minus one forty and they're over under set at nine and a half. 
Nine and a half. All right. Uh, the Browns, they lost quarterback Jacoby Brissett, running backs Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson, tight end Farrell Brown, tackle Chris Hubbard, guard Halashi Froholt, edges Jadavion Clowney, Chase Winovich, D lineman Taven Bryan, linebackers Jermaine Carter Jr. and Deion Jones, Reggie Raglan, cornerback Greedy Williams, and safeties Ronnie Harrison and John Johnson. Their additions were quarterback Joshua Dobbs, wide receivers Mark. Wide receivers, Marquise Goodwin and Elijah Moore from Cleveland. I mean, from New York Jets. Uh, tight end, Jordan Akins. Guard, Colby Gossett. Cat, center, Ethan Posich. Edge, Ogbo. Okoran Quo. Edge, Zadarius Smith. D-line, Tristan Hill. Mark Maurice Hurst. Dalvin Tomlinson. Linebackers, Matthew Adams. Jordan Kunziak. Zian Takitaki. Anthony Walker, cornerback Mike Ford, safety Rodney McLeod, and safety Juan Thornhill. Uh, first pick they had was in round three. They actually selected Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee. In that same round, they took Siaki Ika, D-tackle out of Baylor. Uh, they took in the fourth, DeWan Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State, as Isaiah McGuire, edge, Missouri. In the fifth, they took Dorian Thompson-Robinson, quarterback from UCLA, in the, and Cameron Mitchell, cornerback, Northwestern, as well as Luke Wilper. Whipler? Center out of – what a name for a center. <laughs> Luke Whipler out of Ohio State in the in the sixth round. Yeah, he's I playing, hope that he's, – He's playing 20 years. Oh, dude, he's – yeah, he's going to be a 13-year pro. He's going to have, like, an exceptional run block win rate, but his pass block pro is going to be so, 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 so he bounces around from teams. Right. Uh, you got the schedule pulled up there, Nick? I do. So, Cleveland Browns schedule, they open home against the Bengals, uh, go on the road to play the Steelers, uh, two home games, Titans and Ravens, before a week five bye week. Week six, they have the 49ers at home. Two road, road games, Colts and Seahawks. Cardinals at home at the Ravens, home against the Steelers. Uh, two road games, Broncos and Rams. Two home games, Jags and Bears. At the Texans, home against the Jets. And at the Bengals to end the year. No funny business on games or anything like that. That week five bye week is brutal. I don't care who you play after it yeah early buys are, are never fun this are we sleeping on the browns i don't think i think i'm wide awake on the browns see i, I bought in so many times with the browns it's almost right, like right do i do i continue to buy in or do i just accept that the cleveland browns are mediocre I that that is my exact thought that I've been so hype on the Browns the last two years that I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done this year. This division is a meat grinder. I don't care how well Deshaun Watson can play. He ain't playing like that. So you can keep looking back at how well Deshaun Watson played before he, you know, went touchy in the no, no zone or somebody touched him in his no, no zone. I don't really know. I just I think the week five bye week is brutal for a team that has a long injury history. Uh, it's just it's a very interesting schedule though. You like you play, they play everyone you yeah, want to play. You play you play coin flip teams: the Titans, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Rams, the Jags, the Bears, the Jets. Coin flips. 
and they're they're the only team right now that's one and zero. Right, right. <laughs> and they beat the Jets already, so that's going to be a loss revenge game. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing here, bro. Um, I'll I'll take over while you think about it. I have Browns under. And Miles Garrett, player. <laughs> and Miles Garrett, player of the year. Look, I'd rather I'd rather be wrong uh, saying under than right saying over, and you know what I mean. I'd rather be wrong saying under than wrong saying over. If that makes sense, like I don't want to buy into them again, but I could very easily see this team making the playoffs. If the 50-50 games go the way they uh, look, the way they pan out, it's just like I'm not like not worried about. I'm not worried about the Titans, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. I'm not worried about the Broncos. I'm not worried about the Rams. I'm not worried about the Texans or the Jets. Like that, that's like eight teams. I'm not really worried about. And and then the rest of them, they are competitive. I'm I'm out. I'm taking the under. <laughs> I could see them making the playoffs though, and it's pot, it's plus money. I'm taking the under. I'm saying no. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying no to make the playoffs. I'm saying no to make the playoffs, and obviously not no to win the division. But <laughs> I can see them making the playoffs with the schedule, dude. Right. I think Deshaun Watson was not exposed last year. He was thrust into an NFL game without playing the the sport of football for two years. And then he's playing it at the most elite level, at the most elite speed. So now he has time to practice. He has, he's got the full training camp. He's getting used to everyone. He has the chemistry. He's got his timing down, and he's used to the speed of the NFL. I think Deshaun Watson will be perfectly fine in the grand scheme of things, and his ceiling is top five quarterback in the league. Let's not forget that. He's 27 years old. Deshaun Watson's ceiling is top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so that's why I'm saying if you are feeling frisky with the Browns this year, I've just been burned too many times. There is one bet I will still take from this team, but I'm not I'm not taking them to make the playoffs. I just can't put myself through it anymore. I don't want to root for that this year. <laughs> I can't be hurt again. Jermaine can't be hurt again. <laughs> I'm fragile in my old age. It's a birthday joke. Oh, nice. Fourth and final team here. We'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who finished nine and eight last year. Go ahead and give us our, our odds here, Eric. Uh, Pittsburgh Super Bowl odds plus five thousand uh, to win the division plus four fifty to make the playoffs plus one thirty five to miss the playoffs minus one fifty five, and their line has been set at eight and a half. Uh, to make the playoffs, no is is minus one fifty five. Interesting. <laughs> Steelers added quarterback – sorry. Steelers lost quarterback Mason Rudolph. Uh, shout out Reindeer Games. They lost running back Benjamin Snell Jr., fullback Derek Watt, tackle Trenton Scott, edge Malik Reed, D-lineman Tyson Alualau, Alualu, uh, D-lineman Chris Wormley, linebackers Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, and cornerbacks William Jackson III and Cameron Sutton. 
as well as safeties Terrell Edmonds and Carl Joseph. They added wide receivers Mile Boykin and Allen Robinson, tight end Zach Gentry, tackle LaRaven Clark. That's a fire first name. <laughs> Guards Nate Herbig and Isaac Simalu. Uh, D linemen's Larry Ogajobi, Armin Watts. Linebackers Cole Holcomb, Elandon Roberts. Cornerbacks Patrick Peterson, James Pierre, and Chanded Sullivan, as well as safeties Demonte Casey and Keanu Neal. In the draft, in the first round, they took Broderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. Second round, Joey Porter Jr., quarterback out of Penn State. Keanu Benton, D-tackle out of Wisconsin. In the third round, Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Fourth round, Nick Herbig. Is that the – can you do me some a favor, Eric? Is Nick Herbig the brother of Nate Herbig, who was just signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers? Nick Herbig, edge out of Wisconsin. And in the seventh, they added Corey Trice, cornerback, Purdue, and Spencer Anderson, tackle. Uh, and the school was unfortunately cut off. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> Sorry, Spence. <laughs> yes, yeah, they so are brothers. They are brothers, and they both play for the Steelers. That's dope. Uh, yeah. So, and the, what the funny part is is once an edge, one's a guard. How nasty do you think they're getting with each other in in, in camp right now, dude? Oh yeah, pretty bad. Because if I'm, I have permission to hit my brother as hard as I fucking want. Yeah, 100%, yeah. <laughs> if you hit my brother like that, we got a problem. But right. I can hit him like that. Uh, so that brings us to Pittsburgh Steelers. Go ahead and take it off first, Nick. We'll just keep the order that we've got. Oh, Actually, sorry, the schedule. Schedule. Yeah. So Steelers open uh, with two home games, the 49ers and the Browns, two road games, Raiders and the Texans. Uh, home game week five against the Ravens, a week six bye week. Lots of early bye weeks uh, in the uh, in this division. A week seven at the Rams, three straight home games, Jags, Titans, Green Bay, uh, two road games, Browns and Bengals, two home games, Cardinals and Patriots, uh, at the Colts, home against the Bengals, and then two road games to end it, Seattle and Baltimore. Hmm. Uh, I think there's, I, I think I'm going to take the over just because of this. You don't bet against Mike Tomlin. I'm taking the over just because of this. You don't bet against Mike Tomlin. All right. <laughs> there's not an echo in here. That's, that's the bet. I, I look at the schedule and I say, yeah, there's a lot of games that, that the Steelers can win. If Kenny Pickett is an average quarterback, right? And I think he will be. I actually think Penny, Kenny Pickett might be kind of nice this year. I mean, Raiders, Texans, before the bye, the, the, the week six bye week does scare me a little bit. But this, these three, these, these five games at the Rams, against the Jags, against the Titans, against the Packers, and at the Browns. And then you have you get to play Cardinals, Pats, at the Colts. It's a very favorable schedule to Mike Tomlin, a coach that knows how to win and knows how to inspire his team. And I think their team got better with the additions that they made through the draft and, and through free agency. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that Devin Bush loss to the Seahawks is, is kind of big, but uh, the, the they develop linebackers there regularly. So not, not really concerned with that. So, yeah, I'll ha- I have them – Oh man, I see this is I might have to revisit my to make the playoff picks. <laughs> Cause who did I have? I had 
Uh, I had Kansas City and the Chargers, yes. And seven teams make it, right? We have two other divisions, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. You know, the AFC is stacked this yeah, year. Crazy stacked, yeah. Um, Man, I want to bet Steelers to make the playoffs. I really do. Uh, so do I. I mean, you know, I'll, you know I'll, I'll take I'll take Steelers to bet the I'll, – I'll, I'll be the guy. The, that, but that, my thing is, it's like – Steelers making the playoffs means that only the division winners from the East and South make it for me. Oh, actually, that's not true. So that would put me at four teams, so one other team. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Steelers to make the playoffs. It's seven teams now. I forgot about that. And any Super Bowl winner coming out of this division? Uh... At a, at a later time of day. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have no on that as well for, for Pittsburgh. I don't think – although you never doubt Mike Tomlin. But uh, some of the props that we have going here, uh, Deshaun Watson, over 36, 50 and a half pass yards and 25 and a half passing touchdowns. You interested in that, Nick? So every full season that Deshaun Watson has played, he's thrown over 4,000 yards. Three. Oh, yeah. I'm taking that. Yeah. And what what's his touchdowns again? 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Every season where Deshaun Watson's played at least 15 games, he's thrown 26 touchdowns. <laughs> so you're taking that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take both of those. Uh, I'm going to abstain. I'll, actually, I'll take the touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow MVP, I'm out on that. I don't Yeah. Nope. Uh, I'll take Joe Burrow over 44, 25 and a half. Pass yards, um, you? Uh, 33 and a half pass touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, but I'll, I'll, man. I mean, other than his his rookie year that he was in, like, that, that he only started 10 games. I mean, in, in 16 games, in 2021, 2022, he's thrown for at least 4,475 yards and at least 34 touchdowns. So give him an extra game. In theory, he throws from 250-plus that, right? Yeah, I take it. Yeah, I've got the trifecta on him. I'll take overpass yards, overpassing touchdowns, and overpass yards. So you're, are you taking the same thing? Oh, sorry, uh, over 5,000 pass yards. I think, I think this is going to be an offensive boon in the league this year from top quarterbacks. Oh, man. But you took over on the yards and touchdowns regular, correct? I took over on the yards and the and the touchdowns regular. Yeah, I'm not going to take over 5,000, though. Okay, here's a crazy one. 3,300 and a half pass yards for Kenny Pickett. 3,300 and, and a half for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, what is that on average divided by 17? So Kenny Pickett. Uh, that's about 200 yards a game. Kenny Pickett last year threw for about 185 yards per game. Totally. Seven and f- seven and five though, and only only started twelve games. Yeah, um, man, two hundred. Do, do do you think Kenny Pickett gets two hundred yards a game? Let's see. If, Ken, if Kenny Pickett throws for one hundred and eighty-five yards per game, and he plays seventeen games, that's thirty-one hundred. What does he need to get? Thirty-three hundred and, and a half. 
Yeah, I think he has a yeah, he has a couple of games in there where he throws over. Yeah, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett over yards. Yeah, sophomore bump. I'm giving him the sophomore bump. He's going to take a leap. He's used to the speed of the NFL. Like he's in the offense now. He's got weapons around him. So I'll give him the sophomore bumps. 18 and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not re- I'm not ready to jump in on that. I'm not that froggy with him. Uh Lamar Jackson MVP bet for you? No. Oh man. All right, let's let's check out Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson, the last time that he uh the last time that he played a full season. He threw for or uh, he's never played a full season, actually, in fact. He's only played 15 games. So you have you have the tail you have the tail of two Lamar Jacksons, right? In 2019, when he won MVP, Ravens went 13 and two. He played 15 games, threw for 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. In 2020, the Ravens went 11 and four. He threw for 2,700 yards, 26 touchdowns. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not taking that over. I'm not. What's the what, what? What's his yards again? Thirty-five hundred and a half. And his what's his touchdowns? Twenty-three and a half. God, those are such good numbers. They're elite give me, numbers. Give me the give me the over on Lamar Jackson. I say he plays seventeen games. The last two years where he's been throwing the ball more, his seventeen game average uh, has been thirty-six hundred yards. If you include all four years, it drops to thirty-three hundred. Shit. <laughs> All right, what, well, man? I, yeah, I actually know. I, I'm gonna abstain. I don't. I don't want any. I don't want any part of this Lamar Jackson prop. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from it. He, his lines are juicy. Seven twenty-five and a half rushing yards and five and a half rushing touchdowns for him. I'll abstain from those as well. I'll take the over on J.K. Dobbins for rush yards, seven fifty and a half, and I'll take the over on rushing touchdowns, six and a half. Uh, and any interest in there? Uh. No. All right, Joe Mixon, eight twenty-five and a half rush yards. I'll take the over. Seven and a half rushing touchdowns. I'll take the over. There's literally no one backing him up, so I think he's going to get a lion's share of work, and they're going to run him into the ground. Uh, the seasons where Joe Burrow plays at least uh, fifteen games, he has not rushed for less than eleven 1, hundred yards. So I want the over. I'm not necessarily sold on the touchdowns yet. And by yet, I mean I'm not necessarily sold on the touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Najee Harris over 975 and a half rushing yards. I'll take uh, I'll take you over on that. He just continues to produce. Ah, oh, dude, I touchdowns are so unpredictable. I think I'm gonna abstain from Joe Mixon after all. I won't take Najee Harris seven and a half touchdowns either. Uh, Although, if Kenny Pickett's not throwing 18, all right, I'm taking Najee Harris touchdowns. What's his running yards again? I'm 75 and a half and seven oh, yeah, and a half. For, okay. In his, and in, in his career, he, he has played all, he has played all 34 games. He has not rushed for less than a thousand yards. Where okay. is this, where's this number coming from? I don't know. Uh, what about um, rushing touchdown? Seven and a half? No. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I'll take Nick Chubb, offensive player of the year. I have that bet locked in. You interested in that? Uh, 
No, I what's what's his rush yards? Uh, 12, 25 and a half. I'm taking the over on that. And his rushing touchdowns are eight and a half. I'm going to abstain. I want to see how Deshaun Watson plays. Okay. Uh, Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, for my fantasy team, yes. For my betting, no. Uh, over 1,500. Holy cow. Over 1,500 receiving yards for Jamar Chase. No tutties for Chase? They didn't have... They didn't have him or Zay Flowers in this. Uh, and it, uh, There was a couple players missing from the DraftKings on this one. Can he stay healthy? Jamar Chase? Yeah. No, if if Jamar funny. Chase stays healthy, his 17-game uh, average is 1,400. So, actually, I'm going to take the under on Jamar Chase. I don't think he – Oh, dude, I could have been taking unders on some of these. I don't bet unders, though. I think that's a great bet. Uh, oh, under 1,500 is a great bet. Uh, oh, actually, this is just – does he get fifteen hundred receiving yards? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, we don't have that bet. Sorry, his oh. line for touchdowns is ten and a half. If you guys want to, what about his rushing yards? Who? I mean, sorry, receiving yards from Jamar Chase. <laughs> rushing yards twelve. What about his rushing yards <laughs> over under twelve. Sorry, I gotta go to another page. No, no, no worries. Amari Cooper, Nick, nine fifty and a half and six and a half touchdowns. Mari Cooper. 1275.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm out on Jamar Chase. That's a perfect line. I'm good on that. I'm out on Amari Cooper. I'll take Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna abstain. Uh Amari well, Cooper. Amari what's Amari Cooper's line? No, I'm taking it. 950 and a half. If Deshaun Watson's getting over yeah, 3650, yeah. Amari yeah. Cooper's okay. Um, You're taking Amari, it over. Amari Cooper last year in 17 games had eleven sixty and nine tutties. Yes, yeah. I'm taking the over on both of those. In Joku, five fifty and a half, just rapid fire over under. Uh, in Joku, no under. You want the under? Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson, eight two five and a half. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Elijah Moore, five seventy five and a half. No. George Pickens, seven fifty and a half. I'll take Ooh, the over. I'll George over on George that. Pickens has been absolutely snagging balls and. In training camp, uh, he only started twelve games last year. Eight hundred yards. I'll yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking the okay. You're taking the over. Yeah. Yo, I just saw Jamar Chase's liner. Oh, you highlighted it. Yeah, Jamar Chase's line is in here, but I don't want it. Mark Andrews, give me the over. Eight twenty-five and a half and six and a half. I'll take the over on both. Obj, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, oh, I mean, Obj is going to be. Mark Andrews is not – I mean, can Mark Andrews play a full season? That's the question. I mean, in, in 2021, he played – he started nine games, and he had 1,300 yards. Damn, on nine games. That's wild. Uh, so, I'm taking the over on Andrews. Are you? No. Just ra- no, rapid, no, no. rapid fire. Okay. O- <laughs> no. OBJ, over on uh, – you're interested in his props? I can read them to you if you want. Yeah, read them to me. Uh, 575 and a half and four and a half receiving? Yeah, 100%. For both yeah, over over yeah uh so friar friar muth uh 650 and a half sorry friar muth higgins boyd are you interested in any lines from them i could give them to you if you want Nah. all right i'm taking miles garrett defense player of the year i'm taking miles garrett over sacks and uh that's that's it 
all I'm taking for that. Are you interested in any Zadarius Smith sack totals, TJ Watt defense player of the year, or Garrett defense player of the year, or Watt and Hendrickson sack totals? I will take uh, Miles Garrett over sacks. I'll take Miles Garrett defense player of the year. <laughs> yeah. Beat a dead horse. We'll be right one of these years. All right, that wraps up our props. That is a lot of props, dude. Oh, boy. All right, so that wraps up what is one of the most action-packed divisions this year. I think a lot of the comings and goings of the AFC is going to run through this division. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes. Um, The AFC, I would much rather be an NFC team. That's all I got to say. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I'm looking at – And an NFC South team, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, even further, even further. The NFC South is absolutely just bonkers. Although I still haven't made my decision on where that's going to go. So, um, yeah, that wraps up the prop totals for that. And now we're getting into the English Premier League. Do you guys still want to get into that, or we don't have to get into it if we don't want to? But we do have to announce Nick's new team. So what we'll do with English Premier League, we will just. Talk, we will just submit our our what how we think the top six finishes uh, and who we get relegated, and we'll just create graphics for it. Okay. Since we're, we ran a little late on this one. <laughs> I think it's because we, we opened up with that impromptu MLB, uh, which was fun. Anyways, Eric, go ahead. Take it away. All right. So, <laughs> Sorry. I don't actually know the answer, Nick. I'm, I'm gonna fill time until Eric gets gets prepared. But we have had some alternate yeah, let, okay, discussions. So, so, all right, so so let let the let the roomies know, like what let let the people out there, the tens and tens, know wh- how this how this came to be for 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 them who don't remember, or for the new listeners since this debacle. So. I, I don't actually remember exactly how the bet went down. I think we were just okay. all. I'll, I'll, I'll take go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, in my younger years, uh, when the when I was a big fan of the German national team, a large number of the German national team played on Arsenal. So I consider Arsenal to be my very very loose EPL team. Right, I'm a Bayern fan through and through. I think everyone who listens to the podcast knows that. But I would never say I have an EPL team over Bayern, or really that I support the EPL. I just like to watch EPL. Right, Chelsea, Newcastle, Man United. I largely just support my friends' teams just to be like, "Yay, soccer!" Right, or like to shit talk them if they get it wrong, and also fuck Man City. Right, um, so. Because I didn't have an EPL team, I announced last year during Arsenal's title challenge that I was ready to throw my hat back in the ring. And since none of our friends had chosen Arsenal, I said, now's a perfect time to jump back on the Arsenal bandwagon. And my my gracious co-host and my gracious executive producer said, sure, fine. You can have the Gunners if... They finished top of the league. Are you confident they finished top of the league? I said, hell yeah. They said, if they, you're so confident that if they don't finish top of the league, we get to pick your EPL team that you have to support for next year. Eric, Eric gets to pick. Eric gets to pick. Unsovaita, Unsovaita, 
and so on and so on. Arsenal did Arsenal things. Fuck Man City. They didn't win. So, with that being said, Eric, did I pontificate for enough time? Yeah, I mean, I, I have everything okay. pulled up. Right. I have everything pulled up here. Um, so you just, you guys just want to go um, top six? You said that you, uh, want, you want us to give. You want to? I'm going to get the top six from each of you, or top four. I bet we were going to do that offline, but we could do that right now. Sure. Oh, so I have it right here. So th- these are the odds to finish top six. Oh, two minus ten thousand yeah. <laughs> yeah. percent. There's really no, no juice. No. There's really no juice whatsoever here. Let's see. Arsenal minus eight hundred, minus six hundred, minus four fifty. Dude, minus two eighty for Chelsea. Is, that feels generous, man. They still have a billion dollar squad that they're putting <laughs> it, out there. It really does seem. And to rank them above Newcastle is a bit generous. Well, Newcastle has better odds, though. Oh, actually, that's not true. Right. <laughs> Yo, what? I don't think Chelsea finishes top six. and But there is no not to make top six bet, correct? No, they, they have very limited fucking futures here. They have to finish bottom ten, to be relegated, or to finish last. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so top six, I actually have um, – Oh man, let's see who who is going to make a jump. Man. I don't think Chelsea makes it, so I'll, I'll take City, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, Newcastle. I love what Newcastle did with their signings, and give me give me Aston Villa. God damn it, Aston Villa! You stole my shtick. All right, go ahead. Give me the reason why I'm right. Uh, I mean, why, why, why you're right? Aston Villa is gonna gonna do it. Yeah, right. So bright. I, I think I think Ashton Villa uh, has done exactly what it takes to win uh, in the Premier League. They sold one star very very high, Jack Grealish, and have just bought and bought and bought and bought and bought. So they have the team. If we're talking about Chelsea, if we're talking about not putting Chelsea in as this billion-dollar squad, well, let's stick another bot squad in there. It's Ashton Villa for me. I don't think Brighton has a success that they had last year. I think you normally see teams who have that high rise drop off. I, I don't think Tottenham is at any place to do it. I actually think Chelsea makes it this year. They might be six, but I think they make it. And Wait, the team... And, and, and the team I would choose to make it other than that would be Aston Villa. So you're going chalk for the top six. I'm going chalk. And, yeah. and then Aston Villa seven. Yeah. We're all – are we not valuing Tottenham here at plus money if they keep Harry Kane? Although it's plus 100. It's just even. No. No? no. Do you think they don't keep Harry Kane? Or are you saying yes. that because you're super biased? I think they 100% keep Harry Kane. They're not letting him leave. I it's that's that's the, the message the message I received from what they're doing is Harry Kane is stuck and he's cursed forever. Oh, 100%. I what what it, what was Byron's latest bid? I think they released it. 100 million. 100 Yeah. Say it again, Eric. What was it? 100 million. Oh, okay. 
100 plus, 100 it a, plus it, million. It was a 110 US. Is that why I had that number yeah. in my head? It yeah. might have been, yeah. I always get the euros and dollar thing fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was just like, I'm yeah. sure that's right. Because <laughs> each in the way each news source reports it, it's not always like, you know, it doesn't always feel the most transparent. I'm always like, wait, wait, wait. This number is different than what this place said. There, there's there's got to be something else going on, right? Because he's publicly said he's not going to stay. But I think soccer players are the most unreliable players in terms of contracts. <laughs> Bro, soccer soccer players, soccer news. Yeah. <laughs> just the British media. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> soccer is unreliable. All right, so top six is, is Chuck. Yeah, let's go to relegation. I want to see that relegation live. So, because we're a professional podcast, this is going to be the one stat that I wanted to drop on you guys for the EPL this year. Over the past decade, only one team has scored under 31 goals in a season and avoided relegation. That was Everton last year? Uh, That was Huddersfield in 2017-2018. They finished uh, just four points clear before going down the next year. But they survived because they had stingy defense. Or sorry, Luton Town, can they score 31 times? Right? Ah. They They earned promotion primarily through their defense and just one and done goals. For example, their 1.24 goals per game would have ranked 13th in the Premier League. Allow, sorry, defensive goals. And most of their additions this season have been defensive base, right? Mm-hmm. They a left back, a center mid, a center back, a defensive midfielder, and a goalkeeper. <laughs> I don't think they score thirty-one. Luttons out. If they didn't add anyone, why? Why is Man U less likely to get relegated than Man City? Because the EPL won't let their three golden children go, bro. Arsenal, there's, Liverpool, United. There's no, there's no, you, there's no timeline that exists where any of the, these teams get bounced out of the EPL ever again. Ma- max fixing, max fixing, match fixing. There, there has to be, dude. No, I don't, I don't. I don't they're too important, and they no, bring no, in too no, much money. No, I'm saying Jermaine's thing. Oh, it's yeah, got to yeah. be like if, if they even, I mean, dude, it, it has to, it'll have to come out in 20 years that yeah. they, that the EPL last year fixed Chelsea to stay up. Probably a lot of our games were zero zero one one. Dude, you were Eric. What did you say after every Chelsea game last year? You were like, "This is the worst Chelsea team I have ever seen." They could barely score. They could barely touch a goal. Like they they could barely touch the ball in the attacking half. They couldn't complete passes, bro. Twenty years rough. Okay, this is my new conspiracy theory. (laughs) Twenty years from now, we're gonna hear that the EPL kept Chelsea up. That's fire. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, so the relegation, uh, Lutton Town gets rele- relegated. Nottingham Forest gets relegated. I always seem to see, like, U.S. men's national team players on relegation teams. Matt Turner just signed to be the goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest. <laughs> I want to root for him, but I'm just betting with the trend that I've noticed. I'm going Nottingham Forest there, and I actually think that the Wolves get bounced this year. They have not been trending well. The players they have brought in haven't developed, uh, and they've had the unfortunate Raul Jimenez situation. So, yeah, I think the Wolves take it, and Chef United, uh, you know, saves itself. And then to finish last, I'm going with Lenton Town, bro. 
but it's probably there's probably no juice. Dude, I love I I I love Lutton Town, right? I love their story. I I love that they oh to finish bottom is plus one twenty five for Lutton Town. <laughs> yeah, we could get plus money for them. Let's go. <laughs> I I love I love their story. I love everything that they're doing. Uh, they're they're going down. I think agree with you. Sheffield United's going down. I'm gonna say uh, AFC Bournemouth is going down as well, right? Last year, 15th place, minus 34 goal differential. Um, they have a new ownership group. They fired Gary O'Neill. Um, I just don't I, I just don't think that they – I think they're trying to score a lot of goals with young, flashy players. And that's not something that um, – proves teams well on the bottom half of the EPL table. Yeah, and that when you're playing some of these yeah. these upper echelon teams who are already just better than you. So tactically you have to win and I don't see them tactically winning. So we're at the you know about 90 minute mark boys. Let's let's get Eric, let's do the drum roll reveal. And you, so you can take it away. You however direction you want to go. Nick I was torn my brother. I was torn because I wanted to – I didn't want to give you a shitty team that might get relegated because you got to be in the league with us. Uh, I thought about putting Man City on you and just making you be an insufferable cunt. But since I'm invested with this and I have so much skin in the game and, you know, you, team to the root, you seem to root for a lot of teams that come up short, I'm going to just let you go ahead and stay an Arsenal fan, my friend, so we can have a little bit of a rivalry – and I can enjoy watching your team come second or blowing a lead every season. I love it. At least we're going to come on Chelsea. <laughs> hey, maybe this year, player. Hey, hey, go, year. hey, go, Gunners, baby. I'm, I'm, I'll start. I'll uh, listen. Here's what I'll do. Uh, this next week, I'll do my deep dive into Arsenal's roster. I'll let you know where I think our weak points are. I'll test them out on Football Manager a little bit. I'll let them know. I'll let you know where where their weaknesses are, where I think we need to improve. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. What a, what a storied premier league franchise. Hey, this year's the year. If you don't have an arsenal Jersey for next week podcast, you're a Tottenham fan. What are, just... what, what's, what's arsenal's, uh, what's, what's arsenal's, uh, what's arsenal's odds to win the premier league odds to win plus uh, 450. uh, plus four fifty. winner without man city as an option plus one sixty. Okay. They actually do that now for the EPL and for the Bundesliga. There's an option to pick a winner that isn't Bayern or Man City. Can I <laughs> so they, they let you bet on second place? <laughs> Essentially, they let you bet on second place. <laughs> who's the um, who's the Bundesliga? Speaking of very quickly, who's the Bundesliga? Uh, like, who's the what are the odds for the Bundesliga? Oh, give me one second to find Bundesliga, and I'll be right then. I'll let you know. You, you heard it here. If you don't have an Arsenal jersey by next week. Oh, dude, their, their away jerseys are so awful, though, this year. Well, why don't you, what about the home jerseys? Well, I'm looking them up. <laughs> those new, uh, those that third kit Manu, Manu jersey with the Red Devil logo? Yeah, that's a good one. I thought they were going to stick with, like, the old-timey ones, and that was. Uh, so, Bayern to win it is uh, minus 350, Dortmund plus 450. And then uh, Dortmund's minus one twenty without the Bayern option. Dortmund's minus. So who's well, who's after Dortmund? Leipzig, 
and Leverkusen. Oh. Okay. What's wrong with, what, like, what was that sigh for? My sigh or? Yeah, yours. Yeah, sigh. I just wanted somebody that wasn't, I'm not going to bet on Dortmund. I don't think Byron wins, but I don't think Dortmund wins. I, I, but I guess Dortmund wins too. I don't know. You don't think Byron wins? No. No, Thomas Tuchel is going to do the exact same thing he just did at Chelsea. He's going to blow. <laughs> Sick, Eric. Give me, give me Dortmund. Put me down for Dortmund to win it all, bro. I've been an Arsenal fan for all of eight seconds and already digging in deep, right? All right, let's see how it is, player. Oh no, I t- <laughs> first of all, again, I'll say this to the podcast. I am an EP. I am an Arsenal EPL fan. My yeah. fan, my fanhood very firmly still rests in in Bavaria. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No, he was talking about you talking shit about Tuchel and Chelsea yeah, last fuck, year. I, dude, I yeah, fuck Tuchel. I already said that last year when we best said, coach we, in the game for about seven yeah, months straight. Best coach in the game for about seven minutes. Hey, enough to win a Champions League. It's all that matters to your boy. <laughs> um. All right, Arsenal. I, I'm excited. Let's go. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you. I'm, it's, I'm happy it, to be here. It's now a Farmers League because City's in. <laughs> you guys got anything else for the roomies or the tens and tens uh just because i googled it uh victory through harmony let's go arsenal <laughs> that's the game i'm the gonna game. be insufferable i'm gonna learn their chance <laughs> go to, we should go to the game next year oh dude that was so lame nick <laughs> I'm just. I hope Arsenal sucks. You want to go to a game next year? Yeah, but it's got to be at Stamford Bridge. I can't. I can't do that other shit. No way. I can't be at. What is it? The Emirates. It's, it's gonna nope. be at what? What? It's gonna be where, Eric? Stamford Bridge. Stam. Yeah, yeah Stamford. Okay. Stamford okay. Bridge. Yeah. You're saying, saying Mike. I'm not right? saying Stanford like the okay. university. Right. I'm saying okay. Stanford Good. like Good. the, the sure. letter M. I'm just making sure. God damn it, dude. I was trying to make sense of that, bro. But uh, I, I was like, he's saying Stanford. Okay. Speaking of college football realignment. Fuck him. RIP Pac-12. You guys got anything else for the tens and tens? No. <laughs> Both you shook your head no if I wasn't looking at the camera. You losers. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez, for my co-host and new Arsenal fan, Nicholas Morahan, and our executive producer, EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.